Welcome back to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Soderwala, and as always, I am joined by my friend and coach, Carl Ames. Carl, how are you? I'm doing pretty well today. Just got out of nice. uh, work and sat at Burger King for like 20 minutes getting my chicken sandwich because apparently nobody orders it, so they had to make it fresh. <laughs> nice. Got a fresh chicken sandwich. As fresh as it can be. It's probably the meat's probably been sitting there for a couple of weeks, but yeah, it was freshly, frozen. freshly, cooked. <laughs> freshly cooked. If you say so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's cool, man. How is everything going? Everything has been good with uh, all your. I know I saw you post some stuff on uh, Twitter about some of your uh, figures that you built. Uh, a cool updates there. Um, I haven't made anything. I think uh, what you're referring to, I had posted some figures I had cleaned up because I've been rearranging things, and um, oh, okay. So the stuff uh, has been rearranged a little bit, and is in the process still of getting fixed up um, and cleaned up and so on. So um, I had posted about my X-Men collection. So this shelf right here, all this stuff, everything behind me. Is all X Men and um, yeah, like they have it's, it's a five shelf bookshelf for both of these, but then obviously the top part as well. So it's basically six shelves, and um, I have the X Men sorted by era so 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and modern, and so on. And it was just me just spending a little bit of time sorting some of it out and trying to figure out who goes where and actually learning some things about like, I always thought the dazzler costume, like her first appearance and her disco wear. Cause you know, disco is the seventies. I thought that right. was a seventies costume and technically it debuted literally in January, 1980. So that would be an eighties costume. Um, if we're going to be that, um, uh, very, uh, specific, um, which she debuted before, Jean Grey before became the Black Queen, before she became Dark uh, Phoenix, and also before right. Emma Frost. 
was also White Queen and Hellfire Club. So all of those are also 80s too, even though they feel like the 70s. So um, I learned that uh, the other day. Amazing, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember them 80s. I can't, I think they were 70s, but. Well, it was like know, literally like the... 1980. So like right on the. the right, cut. right. Um, so it might. Like people were just coming off the seventies, so the fashion was still probably similar. Right. Yeah, people were didn't uh, stop listening to disco music in December thirty first, nineteen seventy nine. So like, yeah. like, it was still still going. Right, right. Um, yeah, but other than that, everything. Uh, I don't think really anything new for me. I caught up on all those Spider Man shows. Um, I hadn't started anything new. I don't think I was trying to remember if I had, but no, I, I hadn't started any new shows. I'm once again just on my rerun or rewatch binge uh Supernatural. Just felt like rewatching that again just because uh why the hell not? <laughs> um but I yeah, have that, a that have... superhero comic book question for you though. I've been oh, thinking okay. about the last couple of days. Um since you're the Spidey expert around here. Um, I, I was thinking offhand, pretty much every Marvel character in comic books, we're not talking about MCU, um, has died at some point and been resurrected or an alternate version come over or had some sort of thing happen uh, to them where they died. Even Superman has died. Batman has died. Um, you know, the Flash and all of those guys, too. Has Spider-Man, specifically Peter Parker, 616, not Ultimate Versions, but 616, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, ever actually died? Um, I think so. The only, the only one that I'm dying is the one, the Miles Morales version, uh, the Miles right. Morales's, uh universe. Ultimate Comics, yeah. Um, but I do think, yeah, I do think there's been like newer ones that I, I think I didn't read yet that he might have died. I think there was ones where he was like a zombie. Um, at 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 one point, um, and then I think I remember another one too. I'm trying to try on top of my head. Um. There's this one where, where Craven the Hunter, like you think he kills him, but mm -hmm. he kind of just buries him alive. Like he puts like, um, he puts like uh, chloroform on him, and you think he's dead, but then you find out later he's not actually dead, and he just kind of Craven kind of buried him alive, and you Craven went on. Uh, there was like a series of comics that. Um, that was a. Uh... Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, we were doing. Yeah, Craven's Last Hunt. But there was like a series of like creepy-ish comics uh, that they were writing about. But that was where it was like those kind of eerie, eerie storylines uh, were happening. So yeah, Craven's Last Hunt. Um, but yeah, I can't remember on top of my head like. Like I said, I've read a lot more like the original Amazing Spider-Man runs, and to remember him, um, 
fucking in like the older ones probably like more more in the newer ones but i haven't read those like I i'm, think like I'm maybe thinking like just offhand like right modern, now modern uh, i was i was thinking about because i was about to say craven's last hunt as he was you know he wasn't actually dead but buried alive but now that i'm just thinking about mm-hmm. it i didn't actually read the story um but i don't he probably didn't die in this issue either but you remember back when uh the toby Maguire movies were coming out and spider-man had the natural web shooters in those movies and then the comics followed suit and they actually gave him natural um web shooters that came out of his actual hands and got rid of the the mechanical ones he there's something happened in that because it was like a whole transformation thing i don't remember if he actually died Mm -hmm. in those comics or not um again i never read them so i I only assume that you might have at least thumbed through them or have some knowledge of those but i do remember that happening i remember i think Another thing I remember, but it's a different reality. The what if once he dies when uh, when he gets killed by one of the symbiote um uh battling one of the symbiote uh venom thingies. But that's like a different reality. That's that's not like I don't think that's six one six. Again, what what was what if? What what uh what is what mm-hmm. if on? It depends. Every every what if is a whole nother reality. Every issue. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a different reality, but I think he dies in that. Uh, he gets killed by a, a venom symbiote. But yeah, um, it, there's never been like a major one though, like a major line, like you know, like you said, the death of Superman is like a major plot line. Um, I don't think if there's Spider-Man for that has ever been like a major plot line that. Like the only major one is the Miles Morales when Peter Parker of his universe dies and then he becomes the Spider-Man of that universe. I think that's like the only major plot line of Spider-Man like dying mm-hmm. that I can think of. Yeah, yeah. that made and if you don't know if you remember that made the news back when that happened too. Like Channel Five, Channel Nine, Channel Seven, like night news people were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, interesting. That is an interesting conversation. I may have to look dig deeper into uh, that, and and maybe I'll come back next week with uh, a little bit more details on when Spider Man as six one six Spider Man has died in the regular or even in the modern run. Um, we'll see. But yeah, let, let's get into our show. So we have a few fast flicks. Uh, that we want to get into before uh, we get into Guardians of the Galaxy. Both Carl and I did watch that, so uh, you and I watched that movie, and uh, we're gonna. That's gonna be our main topic. Um, but before we get into talking about Guardians, uh, let's get into our fast flicks. All right. Uh, this is an interesting movie. I, I saw a trailer for this. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. It, it is a comedy. It's supposed to be a comedy. So Netflix is doing this movie, and it has uh, a pretty big cast as uh, Jamie Foxx uh, in it, and uh, John Boyega is in it. 
Um, I don't know who Tayona Paris is. I have no? I'm not familiar with her. I don't think she's uh, been Monica Rambo. Oh, is that her name? I was thinking of Monica Rambo. My bad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that, that's my bad. I, I uh, that's a that's completely yeah. I just foolish of me to not know her real name. Um, yeah, so Tyona Paris is in it as well. Uh, but yeah, so it's called the the clone. The cl they cloned Tyrone. We do have a trailer for it, so we'll play that first, and then we'll uh, give our thoughts on it a little bit. To the underground, hope niggas don't drown and get fucked up right now. Let a motherfucker try me. Ooh, he gonna die beside me. I don't know why. What kind of shit is this? I don't know. Don't your ass touch him. You don't want to do this, man. You better talk. No, I'm just trying to collect an hour of paycheck, you know? Who are you? We're everywhere. Every, 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 every. I swear I'm done with his broke ass. Good. It's about time. Nigga, who the fuck is we? Somebody is conducting experiments on us. This is made to me. It's not what motherfuckers saying. We got to blow the lid off this shit. We ain't no goddamn detectives. My bad. Let's take care of this shit right now. I don't know what that was, but that wasn't me. If we gonna buy it to the insanity, let a pair freshen up. Yeah, so that was uh, they cloned Tyrone, and obviously the trailer doesn't really give you what the storyline might be about. But like the synopsis, so the neighborhood drug dealer Fontaine, who's played by John Boyega, is shot dead by his rival Isaac, only to wake up the next day completely fine. Teaming up with Slick Charles, who's played by Jamie Fox, and Yo Yo, who's played by Tiona Paris. The triad head into, or the trio, if you will, head into an underground complex teeming, teeming with disturbing experiments, abductions, and surveillance. Um, so it's supposed to be like, a, while there's a lot of sci-fi elements, it's supposed to be like a comedy twist as well. Uh, it comes out June 21st, 2000, 2023. Uh, I mean, there were some interesting bits in the trailer too, but like I said, it just looked intriguing to me, and especially since it's going to be on Netflix. Be easy to watch. Um, 
Well, for me, I don't remember if you have Netflix or not. I think you do. Uh, um, currently, I do not. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting, especially because of the the star-studded staff or cast staff cast. Uh, it was interesting that you know uh, this movie was being made, and supposedly Jamie Foxx is going through some you know, health issues right now too. So that's something to you know watch as much stuff with him in it uh, as possible. Hopefully, you can make it through that. Uh, well, obviously, there's just rumors out there that are not accurate. There, I've, I haven't seen any noteworthy publication talk about it. Just been like those random Twitter accounts. So. Hard to take those too seriously, regardless of how many followers they have. Um, but yeah, it like I said, it just looks intriguing. Um, and it, like I said, it comes out like a little over five weeks from now. So yeah, I'll probably check it out. Did you take anything away from the trailer at all, or does this interest you in any way? Uh, well, it didn't look half bad. It seemed uh, pretty decent, funny. It's the first time I've seen the trailer, so um, I do remember hearing about the movie, but I hadn't gotten around to watching. Uh, any trailers or anything about it but uh do you find it interesting like this is another um netflix jamie fox movie um right. so I mean, he might be like has some sort of deal with them to like, pump out them, a bunch yeah. of, uh some movies and stuff and obviously like you said he's got some some health issues right now that he he's still in the hospital for it's been i feel like it's probably been like a month now maybe two or three three like at least three weeks yeah. when uh they said he had a hospital. stroke yeah, they said he had a stroke. Um, supposedly, that's what I heard. Yeah, really. Uh, he hasn't said anything. Like, there hasn't been anything right. official about what his condition is and what caused for him to be even hospitalized. And he has he hasn't wanted any any of that information to go out publicly. So I, we still have no idea. So, like you said, everyone's just like talking. Um, He's like someone tried to poison him. Someone's trying to kill him. Someone, you know, he's had a stroke or he had a heart attack or he's got cancer, you know, this and that. Uh, but people really are just saying whatever to fill the void um, he, until he says something or there's official release right. from his his publicist or a doctor. Or really, we have no idea. So, like, we're all worried because he's not saying anything about it and no one is saying anything about it. But, um, until then, we just have to just hope that he gets better um, and uh, obviously pulls through whatever is ailing him at the moment. Uh, that said, yeah, the movie doesn't look half bad, and uh, I wouldn't mind checking it out if I could get around to Netflix. I'm still waiting on this, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, Avatar stuff to come out, but no news yet on that front. Airbender. The Airbender one, you mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I said it looked intriguing to me. I don't. I'm hoping said you know we hope that um it'll be okay. But yeah, I'll I'll be interested in checking this out when it comes out. Again, it comes out June twenty first. Uh, so like a little over five. Um, any thoughts there? We can move on. I can move on. Yeah. You get that? All right. Um, so next fast flick we have is Wonder Man plot details revealed. Um, and we talked about this, I think, a few, quite a few shows ago. I can't remember because when they first said they were going to do a Wonder Man movie, um, Yaha Abdul Mateen, 
uh, is going was cast. I think that's when we had talked about it when he was mm-hmm. cast as Wonder Man, um, and said roughly like those, like interesting enough, there's been a lot of movies that have been supposedly affected by the writer's strike, but this movie hasn't yet for some reason or another. Show. Uh, show, show, sorry, hasn't yet. For, show hasn't yet for some reason or another. So, like, they were talking about the, the, the they said the series gives a superhero's perspective in the entertainment industry, centering on a Hollywood stuntman and actor trying to make it big in the movies. Uh, so that's kind of the plot of supposedly of this show. Um, and it does take away from the comics. I was looking deeper into it. And there is like a run, a direct inspiration in the comics where Wonder Man has spent time working in Hollywood and he was starring in different movies in in uh, in Earth uh, 616. So like the main universe. Um, so gives you a little bit idea what, maybe the show will be about uh any takeaways from you about that uh not much but uh yeah like i said that writer strike is really affecting things that uh, could be affecting blade and uh blade again because you know blade's been already delayed so many times but yeah um Hopefully these writer strikes don't last too much longer. But you know, I totally sided with the writers, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd just like many other people. I remember the last writer strike we had and how bad things were uh, with TV and um, mm-hmm. how long it took for that to get resolved. So I'm totally down with supporting the writers, however long it takes. I don't want TV to suffer both because they try to replace those writers with mediocre writers or because they try to replace them with computers to try to emulate what an actual creative mind can uh, produce. Um, I definitely side with our creators there. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like, like you said, I know the last writer strike obviously made a lot of effect on a lot of shows and stuff where the seasons were much shorter and like it's a lot of choppy uh storylines um and definitely uh, like you know there's always that conversation with the, the chat gpt getting those things to write scripts and stuff like man get out of here with that like like pay these people what they're worth like that that they've earned pay pay them all what they you write for your own like you make so much money out of all these things that you can afford it <laughs> it's like stop being cheap with them and let's get back into production. Like, there's no, there's no reason for these production companies to sit there and act like they're going broke. So, but anyways, um, any other final thoughts? Uh, any quick fast flicks or anything that you had? Uh, um, I, though I didn't, uh, it's not quite sci-fi. I did realize or see that there's a uh, Beetlejuice two um, supposed to come out. Was it sci-fi-ish? Uh, it's sci-fi-ish. It's, it's fantasy, but it has um, Willem Dafoe has joined that cast. Jenny Ortega has uh, joined the cast, and she's going to be playing uh, the daughter of Winona Ryder's character, uh, who's also yeah. going to be in Beetlejuice 2. So everyone's back for Beetlejuice 2. Okay. Uh, Michael Keaton's being Beetlejuice, and then Lydia Dietz is mm-hmm. uh, Winona Ryder. So then Jenny Ortega will be the daughter of Lydia Dietz. Um, so 
I, I, I'm, I'm down for that. Apparently also uh, Monica Bellucci will also be in this movie as well. So I'm down for that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't watched Beetlejuice in so long, but it used to be yeah. one of my favorite movies back in the, in the day. So I definitely need to go and check it out at some point. Uh, give it a read. Yeah, yeah, I need to rewatch that too. I'll have to uh, look at the old library and see. I'm sure my friend has it downloaded. I'll have to check it out again, watch it again. Um, but yeah, I'll, really quick though, did you see about the Jonathan Major news? Like, so he's going to be facing trial. And they're saying that he could face up, if found guilty, he could face up to one year in prison. And a lot of movie roles have been dropping him. And there was like more speculation that Marvel might join that um, route and drop him as well. Um, so, yeah. And I guess the per one, the, the and, and, and not to get, get back inside, there's been more women that have come forward uh, describing the same kind of abuse. And um, the woman that he currently, like that, they went, uh, the, the, the most recent incident happened, supposedly also works with Marvel or MCU. Um, so that's another conflict of like, you know, if, if that is happening with, you know, a, I mean, not that it makes, like it matters necessarily because it, regardless of, She's works for MCU or not, it's bad, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was just another wrinkle that was added in. But like I said, more women have, have come forward, and I don't know. Like I said, I'm. I think they need to move on. Like uh, maybe they are talking about it behind the scenes and just trying to like you know. But like the quicker they make the decision, the better so that they can recast them before more stuff comes you know out. I, obviously, I think he's in low key, whatever. Um, yeah, he's on Loki season two. They're not changing that. Yeah, um, they could maybe they can do a quick rewrite of one of the episodes where they show someone him changing into a different form or something, and that the new actor proceeds on as him, you know, or something like that. I don't know. They wouldn't but, even need to yeah. do that because, like, like uh, although like we've already seen multi or not quantum mania. Uh, the post credits where there's all these different versions of of Kane, they all look like Jonathan Majors. Sure, uh, we've also have precedent where there's other versions of the same character, but they look different, and so they don't necessarily even have to explain anything. They can say that's, true. that's, that's true. Kang again, and just recast him if they did that. So. That's true, and and they never explained Terrence Howard's like they never addressed Terrence Howard other than joking. they did like a little joke, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but nothing like like nothing, yeah. like. A pre, pre was this in the beginning of the movie in Iron Man 2? He's like, I'm here, get over it, <laughs> like type of right. thing. It was just kind yeah. of addressing the I'm the new roadie, but yeah, I, like I said, I think it'd be smart of them to move on, um, as well. But we'll see what happens. Um, okay, do you want to get into Guardians? Uh, we do have trailer, uh, we'll play that first and then we'll give our thoughts on uh, the movie itself. We were gone for quite a while. But no matter what happens next, the galaxy still needs its guardians. Hello, we come in peace.
Come on, Drax. Seriously, dude? No, 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 no! Ow! <laughs> hey! Don't forget where we came from. We have been running our whole lives. I'm done running. We'll all fly away together. One last time. Into the forever. That beautiful sky. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. All right, that's the trailer uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And again, like I said, John, uh, Carl and I, uh, I was going to call you James, Gun, James Gunn, Carl. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking about that. Your first name is James Gunn, huh? I know. I don't know. I was thinking because I was thinking about James Gunn, and then I was uh, James and I, uh, Carl and I, uh, went and saw that, uh, and we're gonna give our thoughts on it. Um, like so, for me personally, like I, I thought it was it was great. I really enjoyed it personally. Um, it was like from the beginning, it felt like you were watching the peak of the movie like over and over again there wasn't ever like i didn't feel like there was never like down dull moment throughout the movie um and that that seems to have had that seems to be a problem in phase uh since endgame some there's certain not every movie has been like that to say but a lot of the mcu movies have been like that where there's kind of like okay down moments but then you get up there's some good some bad like i thought this was consistently compelling throughout uh of the movie um, really good acting again from everyone involved. Like Dave Batista again, man, he just keeps killing it. It's so sad to know that he's never gonna be part of MCU again, or he's never gonna be Drax again. Um, he's just fantastic. Uh, Karen Gillian just absolutely kills it too. Um, and yeah, like, like to me, like I said, you know, it's this movie to me. I would say again because. Of, I, I always like to, like, you know, so No Way Home to me is my favorite of at least since Endgame. And and I arguably say probably my all-time favorite as well, MCU. Uh, it's up there at least in the top three. But this is for sure probably my second. This definitely is my second favorite movie since Endgame as well. Um, but yeah, like I said, to me, it was it was a really great end to a, trilo- a trilogy uh you couldn't have asked for something better i feel like um like i said just because the the compelling of it like you like like the funny parts were good there wasn't like an awkward comedy in it um a lot of my criticism with um taika 
with like, for example, Love and Thunder, like the comedy he wants to do. I just thought there was a lot of awkwardness in the comedy that he was trying to pull. But here, there was some, it was good, like comedic moments, but it wasn't overkill. And it wasn't like, like I said, it just didn't, you, you just didn't feel awkward and um, And obviously very emotional too. And pretty graphic. Like I was kind of surprised at how like graphic it got to a certain point. Like some people were complaining that probably should have been closer to rated R because the rate of PG-13 was maybe a little too light for it. Um, I thought I saw a few people complaining about that. I I thought like I didn't know if there's enough for a rated R, but I could definitely see like parts of it being like you know, just especially when they're showing a lot of the uh, things happening with the animals. Um, maybe that can be a sensitive. Uh, so you're saying that people thought that what the content was should have been rated R or that they should have made or just, it more? So it's a, or not rated R, but it was just maybe a little more like, like I saw people c- c- commenting on that, that it was a little bit more, uh, um, I don't know if the serious is the right word, but like the rating was, it was a little higher than PG-13. Like it was like maybe on the, borderline of it like maybe it could have been better warning if you're taking kids to a movie or something i don't know i saw that i i don't know if i necessarily agree like i said i can maybe see some points like i said if if you're like sensitive to the animal um because there's a lot of like you know the way they're um the, the, the testing on animals and things, what he's doing with them and the animals in cages and things like that, that could be touchy, uh, sensitive topic for people, uh, well, sensitive topic for everyone, really. But um, yeah, but like I said, overall, like I, I love the movie. I thought it was, it was very good. And it, 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 it did a good job of balancing, like I said, the, the, the comedy and the action and like a lot of the dramatic scenes, it, it 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 blended it all really well. And like I said, there was never a dull moment throughout. Um, how about you, Carl? What were your thoughts? Um, I really really enjoyed this. Um, I I I think I mirror most of what you're saying with um it being one of the better movies. Uh, definitely like since Endgame, I think like w- one one thing to uh to now that we can look back with. Uh, uh, in in retrospect and in hindsight and all that stuff, all of these movies have come out since Endgame because those Endgame is you know the the Russo brothers they're very um, you know they're excellent directors and creators and we all like they're you know upper echelon for us. Um, since Endgame, how many MCU movies have come out that have had the le- the, the level of creativity, the level of like the directors, like the high ranking directors that, that are like well revered uh, and renowned within the industry have been made since Endgame. It's not a lot. Um, yeah, maybe like you, three. So, yeah, uh, like of all the movies, like we had a whole phase, a whole phase four plus a little bit of phase five. Um, I can throw Sam Raimi in there, although that's like a little divisive because some people like Multiverse and some people didn't. Um, and then though uh I, I don't necessarily know if john watts is at that tier but he did no way home right um and then since since then uh we got uh, ryan coogler with 
Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I would put him up there. And yeah, but and but to but to your point, Ryan Coogler kind of broke out. Um, like the Russo brothers have been in the industry much longer. Like as far as sure name recognition concerned, Ryan Coogler maybe in the last five seven years he's kind of gotten popular. Yeah, I would say Black Panther original is his most well known and well received movie but he before that was already like a, a high-end director a high-end creator like that's the reason why they you know type bring him in i i would put him up there with the russo brothers and like no, say, i agree um, with you i'm but, just saying yeah. as far as like as far as like being like known like because the russos have been known for like a long time that's over like over i even go back 20 years where they've done movies uh, that are notable um over 20 years like in the 90s almost i feel like you can go back where they've done stuff but yeah i agree like as far as quality of directors ryan ryan coogler is definitely up there right and then to to my point being well we've had all of the one like because we often we have to include the disney plus shows um because they're part of the phase and as far as i can even you know, just gather right now. I don't know of any of them being actual high-end, notable directors for any of the Disney Plus shows. So that's kind of been bringing down some of the perception and and the quality of the MCU. Even though they are good shows like WandaVision, Loki, and stuff like that, but they haven't been at that level of what you got out of the Russo brothers or what you got out of Ryan Coogler uh, and so on. And then throw in the movies with. Uh, although Taika is not, I wouldn't put him at that level. He did. He is like a, a unique creative, but I wouldn't put him at the level of the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't put him at the level where my point is basically James Gunn is at that level of his mm-hmm. uh, being able to create and his quality of the movies and, and, and the, the writing, the, the directions and, and the characters and how they all, again, not that he's perfect, which I'll definitely talk about that. Not This movie is definitely not perfect either, um, but the MCU has suffered a bit because of some lackluster creatives uh, uh, behind the camera uh, and, and giving the thing direction. They've been good enough. Like we've been entertained and we've been enjoying um, like Black Widow and we've enjoyed, um, you know, uh eternals and shang chi and and all of these things but they don't feel nearly the same as this movie guardians volume three they don't feel the same as endgame they don't feel the same as uh the winter soldier or any of those like the best marvel movies are made by those high-end top-tier directors and this again guardians 3 is that um so it's really refreshing and uh, i say all that because if it feel like it's been an eternity since I've watched any movie, not just the MCU movie, but any movie that I walked out of the movie theater and it felt good about, um, it's been a really long time. And I, I really truly mean that because sure. I enjoyed, uh, avatar two. I enjoyed, uh, black Panther Wakanda forever. I enjoyed, uh, you know, lots of movies from last year. Uh, but I honestly kind of feels like, it's been since I watched Endgame that I felt this good walking out of a movie theater. And that was 2019. Um, it's been, you know, obviously the pandemic, there were no movies for a little while, but 
Um, even since movies have come back, I haven't felt this good walking out of a movie theater. Um, just like completely satisfied and completely uh, excited about uh, what I just watched and was like so thoroughly engaged by it. So I, um, that said, I don't necessarily want to say if it's the best Guardians movie. Uh, maybe we'll have that debate a little bit, but I'm, I'm not quite there yet because I don't like saying sort of things after one viewing, like 24 hours mm -hmm. later sort of thing. Um, I like to let it fester. So, um, but that said, it is definitely um, the best movie so far in phase five, which we've only got two blows. <laughs> it's probably the best MCU movie and MCU thing that'll happen all this year. Uh, considering what's left is only um, Secret Invasion, What If, X-Men, and um, the Marvels, right? That's all that's left. Um, this will probably be the best thing for the whole 2023 coming from Marvel, in my opinion. Right. Um, right. And then, uh, yeah, it's really, really fun. Like, the the comedy was great. Um, a lot of good emotional scenes, like you said, all the animals and stuff. Um, a lot of character development, like a ton of character development, uh, a lot of world building. Um, and still, despite everything that we know um, that's going to happen in, in, in the future and what what happens with these characters, it's still uh, felt good watching this. There was a lot of uh, really great, that one really great fight scene, the like the no cut fight scene it towards the end uh in the hallway uh, that was a really great well shot scene i really really enjoyed that um a lot um there's certainly some things that i didn't like um i wonder uh you know I'll, I'll give you the first floor on how do you feel about um adam warlock in this movie i was gonna ask you that um i thought he was okay like it's such a big character like i felt like i I left wanting more. Um, that would probably be my only real criticism of the movie, if I think about it. Um, and I don't know if it's because of the actor they chose. Like, I don't really know him from a lot of stuff. Like, I think I remember he's in, like, Breaking Bad for a little bit. He plays, like, one of the characters that kills What's-His-Face. Um... Uh, Walter White's brother-in-law. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt like wanting, like, I left wanting more out of the Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. Like, like I said, he's such a big character, and I guess I get introducing him because they want him to be part of the new Guardians team um, as they get into future adaptions of the Guardians, because obviously this is just changing up uh, the team aspect because obviously we know Groot, uh, sorry, not Groot, uh, but David Tisa is leaving. Um, it seems Karen Jillian is, oh no, she's around, sorry. We know Gamora is not, not going to be part of the team anymore. Uh, Julie Saldana is not wanting to be back. Um, so yeah, the, obviously there's changes happening, and obviously we'll get into what with Peter Quill uh, later, I'm sure at some point. But yeah, I, like I said, I was a little disappointed and I felt like they could just because of how big of the character is, like I felt like you could have done better by him. Um, and he was barely, he's not in the movie that much either. Like, 
like just a few scenes and yeah. Uh, that's what that. Yo, how about you? Yeah, I think that's um, that's that's where probably where most people would have a problem with him is that uh, they're disappointed, uh, and I think that comes mostly from this buildup that we've been having this high expectation. That's since true. Guardians two, that you know he's been teased that long. That was what 2016, 2017. So mm-hmm. uh, we were all expecting this to be like a big deal. And that it ended up kind of fizzling out a bit and, and, and just like I said, being disappointed, like we were expecting, and, it's, and they gave it to us right away too. Like right at the beginning of the movie, he started fighting and was like, okay, yeah, he's going to kick their ass and all this stuff. This is, this is great. But it was right away. It was no real um, build up to that other than our own expectations. And uh, he was, relatively quickly dispatched i mean he still hurt them and was one of the reasons you know the catalyst for what happened to to rocket how he how he got hurt but uh at the end of the day like i said he's not in the movie a whole lot and it's both that and then his childlike persona because he was literally born yesterday and it was it's Mm -hmm. that um that personality where which is canon to the character, right? But it's just, I think most people weren't expecting him to be that way in this movie because they were expecting him to just come in and be maybe a little stoic, maybe a little, you know, emotionless, maybe, uh, you know, just kick some ass and, and be a problem where he ended up just just really quick causing, you know, the, the catalyst of the issue, uh, you know, of the movie, the catalyst of the movie, but then going away for a while and then coming back towards the end um to 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 save the day but for what it's worth um he was a little disappointing uh but like i said I th- the the whole um the born yesterday aspect of it um it, it's understandable because again that's true for the character um but we've ha- we've had that before with vision it's just mm-hmm. like cuz they are like almost the exact same character but vision right. has the ai part of him so he was able to learn very quickly what the world was mm-hmm. like and learn morality and learn uh good and bad and stuff like that from the avengers and from ultron and from just observing the world he did that all within the movie of age of ultron whereas adam warlock is um a little slower on that he's still very childlike he was being uh, you know, raised by uh, Aisha, uh, for what it's worth, like that's his mom, quote unquote. And yeah, he's just a little slower on the uptick. So I, th- I think that was a, just like a kind of a jarring hit. Like, oh, he's not going to be badass right away. He's not going to be cool right away. Like, I don't have a problem with Will Poulter. And like I said, like once it's fully explained why he is that way it makes it more acceptable but like on the surface or just like coming in without explanation i definitely think people would want more out of adam warlock than what we got so he feels disappointing in that regard right uh what were your thoughts on moving on to like so stuff that i really enjoyed like higher evolutionary i thought was really good uh like chuck with the i believe am i pronouncing that correctly um he was awesome. Like, I know that's putting it very remedial terms, but he, he kicked ass in this movie. Um, I thought he was uh, 
the range he had, the emotional uh, bandwidth he showed, and just like the being a like a like I think this was the first like villain, like a big villain that was like where he just like you don't have any sympathy for him, like there like with with the submariner you kind of have Namar, you kind of have some sympathy with him. We know he's a bad guy, but I kind of get it why he's a bad guy. Um, even with uh, Killmonger, like, right? Like, those the big villains. Like, I feel like this one in a while that it's just like this despicable person that we hate. And he's like, man, he's just a terrible person. Like, look how he's doing with these animals. Like, He's trying to play God, and he's doing all these things, torturing innocent lives, taking innocent lives. Like he's creating these lives and then just he's killing them uh, for his own whims because he doesn't think that he made them perfect enough for one reason or another. Um, and like, yeah, the 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 him acting wise was awesome too. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed him. What were your thoughts on him? Yeah, really great character. I really enjoyed seeing his, his changes throughout, like seeing here him with the haircut before Rocket attacked him, um, you know, with hair and stuff like that, and then the evolution going uh, later on with his face stretched and all that stuff, and um, really cool visual effects. Um, and so I'm I'm curious in how they did it, um, specifically like the face and stuff. Um, right. Because I mean, remember when we we teased this last year when they were at the uh, convention and he actually showed up in his full makeup. Even then, I was mm. still like, "Wow, he looks really, uh, really crazy." But how? You know, that's I wonder if it's painful. But um, yeah. <laughs> overall, the character, um, the character was really awesome, and I do hope because one, um, uh, which I, I vaguely remember, but. Um, they walked away from him. They didn't kill him. Right. Um, that was so another. I like that too, up. though. Yeah, uh, I like so that though because. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say he could still show up in the future, um, and maybe come back. Whether or not that's gonna have any influence on, say, Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver, who knows? Um, or if they're gonna use him? Because even if he did die there, what if he had a flashback? Um, and he could still be shown in the flashback scene with Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, uh, and, and Bova, right? Uh, any type of history that he can have with the X-Men, the mutants, uh, you know, the the Maximoffs twins and stuff like that. I would be down for it um, and canonize, um, canonize all of that stuff to the MCU because I would like to see it. Uh, but yeah, what were you going to say? No, I, I was gonna say I like that they didn't kill him off, uh, and I like that they've been doing that with a lot of the big villains that they're not killing them off, um, because you don't want like the really good villains to just be gone and never be used again in MCU, especially when they're really great actors too. Like you don't want to get rid of those people. Like that was like the probably the biggest upset with the Killmonger part that they killed him off. Like it kind of sucks that they can't bring him. Back. I mean they can, but. Because they always can figure something out, but it's nice to know that you know he's there somewhere, and he will more than likely be back since he's not dead. Um, like we can kind of speculate with Killmonger, all that maybe they'll bring him back, but we're not sure, right? Uh, you can yeah, pretty uh, have a pretty good understanding with 
some of these major characters that like the MCU is not just going to forget about them. <laughs> They're too big of a character, too big of like villains and actors as far as that to for them to just be like, well, we'll never see you again. So yeah, that, that was my thing with that. That I did appreciate that they didn't kill him off. Well, and I said it before and I'll say it again. I can care less if um like I don't want the characters to die off. I can care less if Robert Downey Jr. does not want to be Iron Man anymore. Uh all of the fandom can like go Crimea River, recast Iron Man so we can have more Iron Man movies. I don't want to have no more Iron Man movies just because the actor decided to hang it up. Just as much as I like Zoe Saldana, I love Gamora. I want more Gamora. I love her as Gamora, but there are thousands of other actresses that can play Gamora just because, you know, mm-hmm. if you are like really attached to her version of it, I get it. But at the same time, it's like now you'll never see this character again because they've got tired of putting on the makeup. They don't want to work with you know anyone else, but we could get someone else in there and actually recast Gamora, recast Drax, recast um so on and so on and still have like it's like the the biggest bummer is like the mcu continues and they try to adapt all of these comic book stories from you know these comic book stories into the movies but then they can't do it exactly the same way because well they can't do an avenger story without iron man well they're gonna have to Right, they got, they don't have Iron Man anymore. They don't have Captain America anymore. Not Steve Rogers, at least, uh, and, and so on. Like now, you're going to have a different version of the story, which you know, you know, could be good or bad. Even if they did still have those actors still going, but in the very least, it would be nice to still see Iron Man right now. It'd still be nice to see Steve Rogers. It's it'd be nice to still see um, all of these characters continue forward. And you can actually have a full-on Guardians team um, with still having, like, say, maybe you can shuffle characters in and out. And then, uh, especially in this case, yeah, you can shuffle them out and say, okay, we're going to change this actor and actress out. And then just not have that character appear for a movie or two because they are on break. And then when they come back, it's a new actor or actress because they that other one didn't want to come back. And th- that would... It's it's so simple to me, but apparently that's just not how uh, either mm-hmm. Hollywood wants to do it, or MCU, you know, Marvel Studios, or just not how uh, the fandom wants to receive these characters. I don't know. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, we'll see what the reaction to is when Wolverine is recast. That's going to be like the next big one, right? That someone else is going to play Wolverine at some point. So we'll at find out point. what happens with the reaction at that. Um, Next thing I want to kind of talk about is uh, it was interesting bits of in this movie you had people that have already played certain characters in MCU were in this movie uh, doing this voice acting. Um, the first one I couldn't find the 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 picture of like the, the this massive creature like so higher evolutionary creates that war pig mm-hmm. thing um, that to protect him uh, on a home base. But the character is voiced by Judy Greer, who plays Maggie Lang in the Ant-Man movies. 
So that was interesting. Like that's a different. She's not obviously Maggie Lang. She's just voicing voice. Um, Warpig. That was pretty cool. I thought. Um, the other one. There's two more I have, but the next one. Um, Lila the Otter, is voiced by Linda Cardinelli, and obviously Linda Cardinelli we know is in. She's married to obviously. Um, Going blank here. Her character um, is uh, married Hawkeye, to Hawkeye. 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 I don't know why I couldn't remember Hawkeye name. Um, but yeah, so she's she's married to Hawkeye, and obviously she was in Age of Ultron, and then she was in a little bit of the Hawkeye show, uh, one or two episodes. Uh, she was in there, and then obviously they show her being like Mockingbird, um, supposedly. Um, but yeah, that was interesting that she was the voice of Lila the Otter. Uh, they used her. And then the other funny thing is uh, obviously there's notoriously directors like, like putting themselves in movies and just kind of fun roles that they do. Uh, what we know what uh, Taika with TT has done that with um, characters himself. Like he plays, what's his guy's name again? Um, the big blue-looking guy in in Thor movies, um, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But in this, like, it's a very small role, but in the uh, in the end, like, there's this they're saving like random things in the movie, like all the things that experience he's exper- high evolutionary experiments on the animals and all the different experiments, and they're just staying that um that it was experimented on that James Gunn voiced essentially and he they're saving him and that was just kind of funny I thought and interesting that uh I liked um I like the reaction to it like they get scared it's like oh no I wasn't scared of you it was something else you're totally normal looking and not scary at all. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Mantis is as when she's going to save it, she gets all frightened from from it. But he's like, yeah, you're just yeah, come on, let's go, little guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was just interesting to me. Like they had these characters that have or these actors that have been notable in MCU outside of James Gunn, obviously he's just the director, but especially with Linda Cardinelli and uh, and uh, Jane Greer. Um, being like in reused as this or Judy Greer, sorry, just being reused as voice actors. That was pretty cool for me. All right. Well, then there's also, uh, we haven't talked about uh, Cosmo at all yet. And all right, uh, right. how much I absolutely loved Cosmo in this movie. Uh, and this is not Howard the, the Duck first time, too. You know, Howard the Duck also showed back up. And there's actually quite a few of these things. So we had Cosmo. Yeah was in the first guardians movie but just like a little cameo in the back but this time mm-hmm. fully i mean really they made their first appearance in the guardians special right uh that was a few months ago and uh mm-hmm. back in this movie and one i really <laughs> i love the hell out of this picture just because how big her eyes are 
was like, right. you, 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 what, do you, what do you mean, bad dog, bad girl? <laughs> you, you take it yeah. back. <laughs> you take it back right yeah. now. <laughs> that, and that's the theme throughout, like her right. just begging him to take it back. Um, right, yeah. right. But yeah, like I'm pretty sure they had to have animated her eyes, like done some sort of CG to make her eyes much bigger. Um, but yeah, she was really fun. I wish she was a little bit more in the movie, but um, she yeah. clearly very strong uh, telekinetic because right. like she was right. holding nowhere and uh, the other the ship, right. the high evolutionaries thing mm-hmm. together, so that all of the uh, uh, the kids and and all of the other experiments can get off uh, and get off safely. And that's pretty crazy because uh, even like if you had even magneto would struggle doing something like that that that's like i mean if we're talking comic books but of course it you know every character can be as strong as they need to be however the writers want them to be whenever they need it but still that's still quite a feat for a dog yeah. to be able to do that i think there there is a uh there is this uh in the comics where magneto throws an entire city onto the x-men this is storyline, so that's pretty strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, this was Cosmo, and then uh, Howard the Duck showed up. I'm not sure was that Seth Green coming back or not, but um, yeah, I don't know. Short... I don't remember. Did he have any lines? I just I just saw him there, but I don't remember he said anything. I don't remember honestly. It's because it's it was really brief. Um, right. We have uh, also very brief, but I I kind of predicted it would happen. Um, I don't know if I ever said it out loud, but um, Yondu comes back just for a moment. We do have Maka Rooker uh, come back just for a moment. A little flash, not flashback, but uh, just like a a dream, memory, memory, uh, imagination, sort of running wild sort of thing for Kraglin. Um, But yeah, like he's back too. Um, and speaking of just in general, like this is kind of how James Gunn uh, does things. He he uses his Hollywood friends like this. Well, you have Michael Rooker and Suicide Squad as well. And you have uh, Nathan Fillion in this movie. And, and Nathan right. Fillion's right. been in all of the Guardians <laughs> movies at this point, right. um, uh, he, which I didn't realize. Did you know that he was in Guardians 1, that he was the. Uh, yeah, the no, prison, I didn't realize that yeah. in the prison scene where. You know they're they're fighting. You know the big tough guy, uh, Star Lord is fighting. Is a big blue alien dude that's actually voiced by Nathan Fillion. And then in Guardians Two, there was the deleted stuff with like him being Wonder Man and stuff like that, and right. all of the the posters and stuff. So he's been in all three of the movies, uh, whether officially or not officially, but he's been there. And then. A lot of his family, James Gunn's family members, like if you see the post credits, you can see like the last part of the post credits is just like all of these different last names with Gunn. There's like four or five of them. And also um, his wife, uh, Jennifer Holland, uh, who is Harcourt in in DC, but she was uh, one of the characters in this movie. She got shot in the leg. Um, She was, uh, she, she had. Quite a few lines too. She was yeah. like, um, I was just, yeah. wasn't expecting. It. I was like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she was yeah. She was in that scene when they're trying to get the. Uh, is it the, the 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 the? It's like a map or something, right? To find out where the key is or something like that, right? Um. Well, they had already. No, well, she had appeared right before then, but yeah, she's. They were basically getting the 
the the files for for Rocket. Files, right? Yeah, yeah. files, files. That's what it was. It was the files. All right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was interesting. Yeah, he he definitely likes to use a lot of. I mean, all directors do really. Mm-hmm. All directors like people that they've worked with and have good relationship with and are able to you know get work done with. They want to really work with those. Uh, another one um which i didn't realize and didn't know until just a few moments ago you know the the woman that they they helped or they helped get them the files that you know he was trying to seduce whatever to convince him uh the pink woman with the short hair that's actually um the same actress that was rat catcher in suicide squad or the suicide squad so it's the same oh, okay. woman for Ratcatcher. Um, I forget her name just right off the top of my head. But yeah, that's I was like, oh wow. Um because you know they look very different from each other, so it's hard to, to recognize that. Um but on, on that note, um I did see one just actually I want to follow up on something I said last week. So um remember I was talking about how James Gunn was not involved with uh, infinity war, like the decision to make star Lord, basically the, the, the bad guy, not bad guy, but you know, the, the fall guy for what mm-hmm. happened. Uh, but I couldn't remember the full thing uh, of what happened, what he was going to do. So I do know, I know now. So like I said, James Gunn was not involved in that. And he said that if he was writing that scene for uh, the guardians or writing scenes for the guardians for infinity war, he would not have had star Lord, be the fall guy and, and it'd be all of his fault but instead that if he was writing that he would have actually have killed had star lord kill gamora when she had asked for him to do that because to keep him from getting the soul stone that like he would have actually had star lord do that and she would have and she would have died that way instead of being thrown off the uh the magical cliff as what he would say um sure. and i find that very interesting um secondly uh i believe he was asked at some point whether or not any of the guardians actors would show up in superman legacy specifically and he said yes so i don't know whom that might be and he obviously is not going to say that right now um chris pat pratt will be lois lane <laughs> he, will, he will voice he will voice lois lane in a flashback voice lois lane yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um but I, yeah, that yeah. that'll be interesting. Like, well, what if Craglin ends up well not Craglin, uh just uh, well, now Sean Gunn, there you go. What if Sean Gunn is like Jimmy Olsen or something? <laughs> an old an old Jimmy Olsen. That'd be hey. interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be uh, like, interesting. Like we uh officially again we'll we'll talk a little bit spoil and we've been talking spoilers, but um uh, as far as, like you said, mentioned before, Zoe Saldana officially, and we, we mentioned it last week as well. She said in the interviews before the movie came out that she's done with being Gamora and Drax has been, you know, Dave Bautista said he's done being Drax a long, long time ago. Um, officially, I believe, um, Karen Gillan said that she's open to come back. Um, and then, but nothing like has been concrete. Um, as far as Palm Clementef, I don't know if she's ever said anything. Um, and just the way that her character is, is, is very open-ended. They left everything open. Which what, Were you surprised right. that no characters died in this movie? 
Yeah, I was a little surprised. I got that many Drax would. Right. Because Dave Batista's like, I'm done with this. I mean, I suppose they left it open because if he wants to change his mind, they want to have him be able to do that. But yeah, I was surprised. Like, I was expecting somebody to die. Um, I like, so there was a couple other things. So I know we want to talk about the post credit scenes too, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. That's fine. Um, but I like, so I, before we get into that, I like the little touch they did. And because you know, I like the theme throughout the movies is people that are really close, that get really close to Groot can understand him. Like that becomes a theme throughout the movie. And then obviously in this movie, Gamora can no longer understand it or because she's not that Gamora. But then in the end, she can finally understand him. Um, she doesn't know it. Like if he's coming up to ask him something and she's like, and she responds and she turns around and says, oh, I understood you. Um, and then we actually, in the end of the movie, understand him too. Because he says, mm-hmm. I can't remember what line he says, but like we hear Vin Diesel's voice, but he's saying a line. But he obviously, said, I love you guys. Yeah, I love you guys. But it's assumed that he's saying, I am Groot. But we understand it but finally because we're close enough to understand it. Like That's a nice little touch that they had, I thought. Um that he added James Gunn added in or the writers, I don't know who decided to do that, but um that was pretty nice. I thought like I love you guys, uh type of thing. It would have been funny if we said we're family or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. But yeah, that was cool. Um but yeah, let, let's get into the post credits scenes. Uh they showed the first one obviously is them showing the new Guardian squad of the galaxy. So they show, like, obviously in the movie, Peter Peter Quill, they hinted early on that, um, like, Mantis is like, why don't you ever, why haven't you ever gone back to Earth? And why haven't you uh, gone back to see your grandfather or your family? He's like, he's probably dead already. There's no point. There's no point for me to go back. That's kind of something dropped early on and then you kind of get the feeling like as the things go on because this is about family and and how all these people are family they're not related but they're family and it's just about family overall the the theme of the movie in a sense um and towards the end he then decides i'm leaving the guardians and he's telling that to the team and obviously that's when mantis is also like i'm leaving too i need to do my own thing I've gone from, you know, protecting ego to coming to you guys. I've never been on my own and, and discovered the world and the life on my own. So she's doing that too. Um, so those two then leaving and then they show, say, okay, well, Rocket, you're the new leader now. So Rocket becomes a leader. Um, obviously, Adam Warlock is going to be part of the team. They show Groot gotten bigger again. Um, in a different form. And something I learned that I did not know about that, I don't know if you know this, but this Groot is not the same Groot from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never knew that. So I, I learned this. We've talked about that before. Ago. I think so. I can't remember if we talked about it. I, learned, I read about it a few months ago. So this Groot is his son or something like that. Uh, the first Groot's son. Uh, so that was that was interesting. So yeah, the, the Groot is obviously still part of this 
the Guardians of the Galaxy, Adam Warlock, they show Nebula that's still there, and then um, James. No, Gunn's no, there. Nebula's not there. Nebula isn't there? No, who is no, there? No. It's Craglin. It's, so like the new the oh, new Nebula, yeah of, Nebula and, and Drax are taking care of nowhere. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, so the, the new going forward currently the team is Rocket, Groot, Craglin, um that little uh or little alien pet thing, uh Ploof or whatever oh, yeah, it's called, uh, that's with Adam Warlock and then Adam Warlock himself. Um, and then there was this character that oh, yeah, that's right. That's we right. didn't really get a great uh, understanding of at the time, but we kind of con like collectively understood that this is actually Philavel. Um, so that was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, whoa! <laughs> I just threw that in there right at the end. Like she was actually teased throughout the whole movie, but we didn't see her powers activate until. Uh, the end, you can see like her eye starts glowing, and then, um, yeah, like everyone's like, Yo, that's actually Philavel. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know who Philavel is, I will join you because I barely know anything about her at all, but I do know so much that uh, Philavel is a character that is the clone of Genisvel, and Genisvel is the son of the original Captain Marvel. So a little bit comic book, you know, confusory there, but she is a clone of the son of the cap original Captain Marvel male version, um, for that matter. So she's very powerful. Um, she does get the quantum bands at some point. She does not have them at this point in the movie. She's just a kid. I do wonder if they're going to keep her young, um, like in future movies or if they're going to say, Oh, she aged up because she has accelerated aging or something like that and recast her as an adult uh, and do some sort of thing. Um, but um, one of these things that I just learned also, which it makes sense, but uh, at the same time, I, it's kind of a bummer uh, though. I haven't fully confirmed this is that Disney has said that they are no longer uh, interested in doing fourth sequels to movies so basically love and thunder is like the last one um that they're doing so that means they're, they're gonna not... reset they're gonna reset a new thing if they're gonna do another Thor no movie that's so much that new. no it's more of like they won't do another guardians movie but the guardians will still appear in other movies as like cameos and stuff like iron man but they won't do like love and thunder is a fourth thor movie uh, i don't know how and like maybe what you're alluding to is like with captain america um with sam wilson is that a captain america four or is this a new captain they're still america making, and it's a whole nother thing they're still making three spider-man movies so that, that we know of then that's not marvel studios that's sony they'll make as many spider-man movies as they want no, but MCU is MCU makes those movies. They do the production and stuff. Sony like that. pays the bills. The movie will happen right. with Sony because they want it. Like if they want, again, if they don't want Tom Holland in the MCU, they'll pull him. If they don't want to pay for, like, if they're the ones calling the shots on those movies, they signed, so no, but they signed a contract. They sign a contract beforehand of how many more movies they're gonna do. That's what they do. They can't just. Sign the contract, it's like, oh, we're just don't want to be in there. Well, no, 
They can't do that. <laughs> they signed a contract for supposedly for three more movies. So yeah, well, that's um, still separate from what the Marvel Studios is doing. So Marvel Studios, owned by Disney, Disney's making those decisions, and they said we're not doing any more fourth movies, which would be excluding Avengers because they're Avengers is Avengers, and they're just going to keep doing Avengers. But as far as like Thor. It, like I know he Chris Hemsworth said he wanted to do another Thor movie. It doesn't sound like that's gonna happen. Doesn't sound like there's gonna be a fourth Guardians movie. Doesn't sound like there's ever gonna be uh any other fourth thing like Doctor Strange or something like that. There might be a third Doctor Strange, especially since they have to pay off the Clea stuff. But for what it's worth, the fourth things like excluding Sony, because that's Spider-Man, because that's Sony, not Marvel Studios, would be Kaputsky. It's just all Avengers. Getting a future. Who did you see that? Just curious. I've heard it. I have not fully confirmed that. So that if that's the case, then that is we're not going to get more Guardians movies. And we'll still see the Guardians, just like we see Hulk. We still see you know uh, all these other characters pop up, but it does seem like they're only wanting to do three, Um, which makes sense for me. But it's still a bummer. Because I would like to see more, especially Philo Vell, um, and what they do with that character. Uh, I want to know because walking out of the theater, I'm like, oh, so we might get a Mantis Disney Plus show because you know we got to see what she does now. She's not dead, and then, well, like they're not going to do that for every character. They can't have a, a Nebula Disney Plus show and a, a, a Mantis one, and then have one for Gamora, and then have all. They're not going to do all of that. It's just. This is way too much, right? Um, especially since some of these people aren't going to come back. So it's better to just like leave it. Like, how, how would you do a Disney Plus show with Nebula on Nowhere when we also know that Drax is there taking care of the kids, but you don't show Drax because Dave Batista doesn't want to come back? So people will be wondering, like, oh, is Drax going to come back for this? Because they're on Nowhere. He's there. Like, I, I would think if they did do something with Nebula, it would be her going away from nowhere so that they don't have to show nowhere so they don't have to show drax but even then like maybe she involves herself in secret wars or something but um a lot of these characters we probably won't see again uh which is sad because i really was enjoying all the development with mantis and um i was enjoying like again like i think drax is probably the best character out of all of the, the guardians movies um, he was definitely the best in Guardians 2 and his character development, just like full circle of of him becoming a father again now to all these kids was really great. Um, just a really good bow for his character. And again, him not dying was like a big surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see what they do, like I said, with the fourth movies. And when, when some of these characters will come back. But speaking of characters coming back, obviously we tell they talk about Peter Quill leaving to go back to Earth. And they actually show him, and this is not the when they show him going back to Earth and, and seeing his grandfather, it's not a post credit, it's just towards the end. And he finally goes to Earth and, and goes and his grandfather is still alive and they embrace and because he recognizes Peter right away. Um that you know this is Peter Quill. And I wonder, though, though, like, if, I mean, well, that was never on Earth. They never came on Earth when, in 
Endgame. I was starting to remember if in, in the Endgame or in um, in um, no, though they are, right? Yeah, they are on Earth in, in the end. So I don't know. Maybe in the news, like you saw, like oh, Peter Quill, uh, like his grandfather sees the news. I know Peter Quill was part of like the the blip or whatever. But anyways, so he goes sees them, and then in the post credit scene. It's just kind of a funny scene where they're sitting and talking um, about some guy. I don't know what it is. He's like, this is weird. I don't want to do that. Uh, but And then they show Peter Quill will be back. So they don't, They like Chris Pratt, as I said, he's done with MCU. Uh, so he's going to return. We just don't know when. Maybe mm-hmm. it will be for um, Kang Dynasty. Or maybe it'll be before that, but yeah, that was uh, that was the last thing that they had uh, post credit scene where they talked about Peter Quill coming back. All right, and then just to follow up, which we'll probably talk over too long, but um, Screen Rant: Disney CEO says Marvel may do fewer third and fourth movies. This is March twenty twenty three. Which I'm not going to read the whole thing, but that's just a headline. Uh, doing not more new characters, not so many sequels. Um, but yeah, so Star Lord, they do call him the legendary Star Lord. He does go by that in the comics. Like when you have like a solo comic, it's like the legendary Star Lord. Mm-hmm. So I imagine it would be like a solo series. I don't know if he's like solo movie sort of thing. Uh, it's possible, but like you would have to, if you did like a movie, I would think you bring in a bunch of new characters that are going to have like a big jumping off thing as a, where a series could be a more smaller characters that are just limited to that series sort of feel to it. Um, but if you're going to put in a, in a movie, you have to bring in a bunch of big characters to make it, a big deal because like again people like star lord people like chris pratt as star lord but i don't think him by himself is enough to put people in seats of a movie theater but him continuing a story on a disney plus is a lot easier um to to take in on an audience level so that's that's my prediction in the very least. And of course, he may not even get that. It could just be him showing up in Secret Wars, you know? Maybe. Um, yeah, any final thoughts? We could wrap up here. Uh, let's see. What else was the other thing? I think I'll just leave it there since nothing's coming to mind immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so that's a wrap for today's show. Obviously, if you've missed any previous episodes, please check us out on the Barroom Network under all major and minor podcasts uh, on the YouTube and on major and minor podcast platforms. Uh, please check out all our different shows that YouTube has to, uh, Barroom has to offer with recovering various, all the various Chicago sports teams. Also want to shout out to Aldo. Um, just want to does a great job uh, covering us, and um, just want to uh, give him a shout out as well. Uh, but yeah, that's a wrap for today. We will see you guys next time.